Tabs or Die Illusions. We actually, it's like a first in, uh, I've got to say, probably, I think, first since like November that we actually have a guest who's not uh, in studio. And we actually have a guest, we have a director. I always say, like, you know, for the director, it feels like lately we've started a lot of episodes like, hey, you know, the people who actually tune into this podcast for film and stuff well we're actually we're gonna do weird christmas things or we're, we're just gonna do episodes on my dating life but we haven't you know actually we're back on schedule regular order we have the director of a new irish documentary called the job of songs we have lila schmitz here uh lila do you want to tell us a little bit about the film hi um thanks so much for having me and the film is really a passion project that i made with two lovely young women um who are my friends and brilliant collaborators and it was inspired by going to ireland and stepping into a music session and sort of i was overcome with this feeling of connection and just the beauty of what was happening around me and um I couldn't describe it obviously still can't really and that's what the film is is an attempt to to capture this feeling of this really old um this old practice and uh surrounded surrounding yourself with this music and um the people coming together and this was pre-pandemic so yeah, it's funny how much the world has changed. Um, I would be remiss before we got started if I didn't mention that Lila is our first uh, Irish guest who has no affiliation. I'm not sure you've heard of it. It's this small art house indie show called uh, Game of Thrones. Um, oh no, what's no, that? Not, yeah. <laughs> well, we're headed. We're almost at the three year anniversary of the show, and uh, that was kind of we were very immersed in the final season for a while when that came out. So uh, we've had uh, and for listeners who don't listen to every episode or other two we had uh michael McElhatton who played Bruce bolton that was really fun uh, that's a scary guy to be on camera <laughs> and uh we had uh we had a college professor colin connaughton uh he did an academic paper on game of thrones and uh he was part of our portfolio of college professors who have shown up to the podcast run by the transgender comedian with the pink elephant uh bong smoking as our mascot it's a bit of a train wreck but uh drop of songs uh, <laughs> I warned, well I thanks warned. for forgiving me for not being involved with game of thrones I, you know, I was like, oh, it's Ireland, but um, like, like, have you filmed? Like, does your does your film have anything to do with a fantasy show that's maybe like filmed on location? <laughs> we filmed on location. <laughs> well, so, so I mean, that's a good place to start. So, your the job of songs is is mostly about sort of the role of of music in the town, the village of Doolin, Ireland. Can you talk a little bit about Doolin? Yeah, it's this it's this sort of tourist um, attraction town that is full of pubs and music um, that really, you know, from the outside look very much like they're geared toward the tourists. But when we got in there, we really started to speak to the musicians and see um, the other side of that story. And the town is situated right next to the Cliffs of Moher, which... Um, are very famous uh, sort of landmark on the west coast of Ireland in County Clare uh, that um, are you know featured in movies like Harry Potter and you know oh, the fantasy about... world. Yeah, yes, we don't, we don't we don't talk about that one here, but oh, I'm just yes, I'm yes, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the defamed but... Harry Potter. 
<laughs> uh, the wizard what, with the Voldemort, they he who not must not be yeah, that yeah, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's really it's it's beautiful, and I what really interested me, you know, you, you showed a lot of the. How did you come across Dolan, um, and, and initially? I traveled to Ireland just with family on vacation and then again on my own when I got older and um, went and sort of was seeking out the music. And that was where um, everybody sort of suggested that I go to hear music because it's always they're playing always and um, it's really a little hub. Because um, there's a point in the documentary where you're talking about how so Duolin is in the. It, I've learned a lot about. Actually, I, I, I learned a little bit about uh, uh, people drive. People make that day trips, basically like driving across the whole country, basically in Ireland, which I didn't realize. And then uh, yeah. Michael Michael hadn't told me, and I was like, "Shit, I'm." He, yeah, that was. It, it's it, it. It fascinates me. I mean, just like America, you can't do that. A little hard. Um, <laughs> yes, it's a small country. <laughs> But like people make it like like day trips, they'll go to Dublin from like Dublin or one of the other uh, big cities, and then they'll 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 go they'll see the cliff, and then they'll go they'll come back. And I can't I can't think of like a doc. It was interesting to hear like the locals basically be like, yeah, that sucks, like because it, it is a it is a damning indictment on on uh, influencer culture and that kind of stuff. It was, it was mm, interesting. interesting. To see. Yeah, I. I appreciate that view of it because i sort of haven't thought about it in the influencer in culture informing it but it's absolutely true is that um you know i don't i don't think that the musicians are saying that that sucks necessarily i do think that some of them are saying those people are probably missing out on something they're not Yes, quite, that's the, you yes. know i think they would they would definitely not say that because there is the beauty of tourism is that you have folks who can survive as musicians in this little teeny tiny county on the west coast of Ireland, far away from all the big cities, and um, they just play music. Some of them have to support themselves otherwise, but the, the fact that so many people can survive there just on the music is really astounding. And so for that, the tourism is absolutely essential. It's interesting because I mean, like, when we think about, I mean, I, there's nothing more annoying than like being at a concert, having really nice seats, and the guy in front of you has his phone and he's <laughs> holding it in the air and he's recording it the whole time. And I say, dude, that audio when you're done with it, like, is going to be terrible. And I say that as somebody who requested that my guest fan be turned off. Uh, no, I didn't request it. Uh, I didn't deny that though. <laughs> <laughs> happy to do it happy to do it you can't, you can't um you can't but i mean like it's just it's nice to see a little bit of like it's good it's good that they i mean because i mean tourism is such like and, and that's something we've learned with covid uh now more than ever the the idea you know how vital and we're seeing it i live in uh, long beach california which is a big port city and we have like i'm used to living downtown we have we have tons of people who come here for convention centers or they go to get on cruises and we, we have like six cruise ships that are docked off i make fun of them all the time uh off the in the water i mean it was on the news um and it's just an interesting perspective because i mean like i know from our local politics we really like all of that stuff coming in but i mean there is there is like 
I, I, I see what they're saying a lot. Like, as somebody who, who finds myself having to defend Long Beach from the rest of Southern California a lot, um, I dump on it all the time. It's like, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but um, it's... <laughs> It's interesting. It's it's an interesting kind of situation of like you know, don't you want to hear our music? Like, I guess when, and there are a lot of influencers that do this exact thing where they like want to say like, oh yeah, we're trying to get the most. We're not trying to fall into the tourist trap. We're not trying to do that. We're trying to do the actual experience. And then you've got the locals who are saying, yeah, you're not really going to enjoy Doolin until you're you know in the pub at night and you know there's these really intimate. And this is something that the documentary does really well. You know, you it's for anybody who's like been feeling. Um, you know, cooped up or missing. I mean, there's all these shots of people in like pubs that basically look like they could be like your grandparents' living room, basically. And you've just got these crowds of people coming in. And it's, 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 it's very interesting to see like that sort of the vibrancy of the culture. And you, you do understand where they're coming from when they're like, you know, you can't just take a picture of the cliff, leave, and then feel like you've seen uh, Western Ireland. Yeah, I think it's a question of what what are you trying to get out of it? Right. So if, if you're just trying to get a photo, then those people who hop on the bus and get over there and get to prove that they have been there, which to some people is really important, right? Like some of these folks are coming um, from the U.S. and have or other spots, but a lot of people come from the United States having had family who, like mine, emigrated and came over and then they feel this connection to Ireland and they've wanted to go all their life. Um, and I think the question is, what are you trying to get when you get there? So if those folks are trying to feel some connection to the place and the people, then perhaps this bus system where you get bussed over and you sit there for two hours is not really going to do it for you. And and I think that what a lot of the folks in the movie said so eloquently is like, you know, what what opportunities do we want to give them and and make them feel connected to this country and these people? And the music does that so well because music can be carried um, and explains a lot that words cannot. <laughs> yeah, you did a very good job. I mean, you, you titled the documentary The Job of Songs, which like is kind of explanatory. I mean, you, you, you did... I guess I've been thinking a lot about uh, Irish call. I mean, so many, so many of us uh, who. Uh, I mean, wh where did you grow up? I'm from Austin, Texas. Okay, so I'm yeah. from Connecticut. Went to went to Boston College, which would fight Notre Dame as like the most Irish school. Uh, yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they're the fighting. <sighs> the most Irish place in the country cannot be in in bumfuck South Bend, Indiana. Like I've been, I've been out there. It. it I'm sorry, BC. We. It, it, there is nothing like in the country, like Chicago, sure, but there's nothing like Boston on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because I mean, I'm half Irish. My dad's family is from Ireland, um, but my grandfather is his family's from uh, like comes from Canada. So like my my sort of like secondary country is always kind of. I mean, you, you can see uh, listeners can. I mean, I got a Canadian flag in the back. I got a lot of Canadian. Flags yeah, I noticed that. It's very nice. Um, thank you. Um, but I mean. I guess when in, in in at at film festivals or there have been other places where I've I've met nobody's nobody even honestly like even sometimes uh, people within the LGBTQ community where I probably have the strongest allegiances to, um, 
I've never been played for my heritage like I do sometimes, like the Irish, and it's kind of nice because, um, you know, I think a lot of us kind of want to get into. I mean, we have all these people like we're gonna have all these clones from people who uh, got their DNA tested from like Twenty Three and Me, and it, like it's kind of nice to be able to be like identified because I have a very Irish complexion and my last name is Malone. Um, it's it's a kinship that. I guess I think a lot of people are in the same boat, especially on the East Coast, um, where where we we have we we love our Irish roots, but we're not necessarily in touch with it. And song is a great way to to kind of bring people together on that front. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Irish roots definitely run run strong uh, emotionally and both in DNA. I got my you know, ancestry results back as 53% Irish, which doesn't make any sense because my dad has no Irish. My mom is not full Irish. So I think Mm -hmm. there's something really, you know, the math, who knows, but I'm just sort of always have felt this connection to it. um, Despite the fact that, you know, I have um, a mixed ancestral background and yet the Irish part has stayed so strong with the family you you know run through the generations and I think the music was a part of that um just historically in that they say in the film you know even when they couldn't write and read they still had the music and they still carried the music when they were emigrating and and there's something really um impactful about that and you know a lot of the music was written down um, having been carried to the U.S. and then people in Chicago and in that area wrote it down and and kept the record um, because most of it is just passed down. It's the records are very muddy and and that's because of the nature of it. You you play a tune that somebody across the room from you also knows and you've never met that person but you sit down and you play it with them and the way that you learn that is from sitting down when you're a kid or whenever you start learning. And just hearing it and trying it and playing along. And um, so it's it's very flowy in that sense. Yeah, that, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, there, there was an emphasis in the film, too, about, like, you know, bringing people into the mix, no matter how, you know, whether you could really play an instrument or not. But, you know, the... A lot of a uh, lot of instruments that kind of have a more easy learning curve than I mean one of my teammates on the water polo team at BC was a huge fiddle player and I mean he had the most Irish his his he got married about a month ago and he was playing the fiddle while his wife was uh, uh, Irish step dancing it was like the most Irish video I think I've ever seen um <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> but, but um yeah I mean it, it it it's interesting to see like a culture that like. Because, I mean, that's, you get some people, like, I have a lot of friends in the New Orleans, like, music scene, and I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a brutal business, but it's, like, serious musicians, too, and, like, it's kind of, like, I don't know, like, pub night, where they're just kind of, like, bringing everybody and handing instruments around, I don't know, there's, like, something very uh, intimate about that, that's that's definitely very appealing. Yeah, it's, this idea of the session really um, appealed to me, which I sort of alluded to, but it's this thing where people will sit down next to somebody who they've been playing with for 30 or 40 years, and they come here every Sunday, they sit down and they play the same tunes or new ones. And then people will join having never met them. And they sit down and they create this beautiful sound you know, it'll be five to 10 musicians sitting there playing and everybody's listening and just 
enjoying themselves and sort of sitting still or like sitting with the music. And I think I I'm drawn to, to that uh, and, and what it means to sit with the music and the people around you. And especially having been on zoom for the past two years without sort of this human interaction of like group creation and the, you know, sitting together and creating something or listening or tapping your foot. I don't know. Again, I, it's, it's very hard to explain what it is or what it means. I just, I think that there's something about it that really struck me. I mean, within the film, the film, the film speaks for itself excellently and, is excellently i don't think that is a word um but hey i, I believe it i'll take um <laughs> okay yeah it just slipped out <laughs> i warned lila, just listeners i mean so i this is march 26 i warned lila that i was uh, that life is a train wreck right now so she was warned um and, but i mean if you're listening this years years in the future hopefully things have been <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I knew this. It's happen. a rough time. It's a rough time. <laughs> well, You're doing great. Thank, thank you. Doing, 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 doing my best. Um, uh, this question. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I was gonna ask. My next question was gonna be how. So you, you had made the film before COVID, and then uh, I, it was cut. No, I mean, it's. I mean, I, I've been there with a billion directors. Uh, this, this. It's, it's, it's been rough. I, how are they, yeah. I mean, how how have they been managing under um, this thing called the coronavirus, which I don't know if people have heard of that. <laughs> well, you know, I do know that it was really hard when it shut down and, and lockdown was actually in effect. I think that um, I believe that they're out of lockdown and playing again on pretty regularly uh though you know like they the community there <laughs> um they were handing out food from the pubs for example and driving food out to the older people who are you know outside of town and couldn't come to get to feed themselves because they were afraid of interacting so there was still sort of all, all that's there's still sort of this you know supporting of each other and that but it it was really isolating and I think for everybody and there's something about the this space that allows people to come together that is so important and already you know the film was exploring the isolation that people lived in before the coronavirus I don't think that that um, is uh, it, it, it's unique in that it has brought that to everybody's attention in a very obvious way and and of course is more extreme and of course is has been very painful and um, you know all of all of that but the the isolation aspects that we're dealing with and this sort of like fast pace of living and this, idea of going across the country in one day and taking a photo and then coming back that all was already happening right like the the luca bloom says that the you just have to wait like part of the magic of the west of ireland is the time and just 
finding yourself in the time and finding yourself sitting by the water and coming into the pub and waiting in between the songs and the tunes. And they, you know, they'll, they'll sit there just for seven minutes between tunes, just laughing and talking or nothing, just sitting there because they're just, it's just an allowance to be in time and space. And I know that I don't give myself that, right? Like I'm constantly going before this, my brain was in a totally different space. And I'm also all over the place because I'm trying to do so much so quickly. And, and it's, um, so I, I admire the fact that they're able to find the time to sort of sit and be. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, uh, we've talked about this um, on the show, I'm forgetting what episode, um, yeah, I mean, it's really important for me, uh, like, to have, uh, typically, if I've been getting a little antsy, um, it, it's my, uh, my hour of, uh, like, my hour of, like, 4.35, I mean, the daylight savings time has switched everything, but I like, I like my, uh, I like my routine of, you know, quiet reading outside and all of that, and it, it is important to re recenter. I mean, we're always, yeah. I mean, I, I I feel like we're we're kind of headed towards a crux as a as a nation of like uh like I've seen so many articles like our you know the girl boss is dead like yeah, work, work work like Kim Kim Kardashian with the you know work more like I'm sorry that the rest of us like you know I, my dad didn't know OJ so I couldn't benefit from somebody else's double homicide um. No, I'm, 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 not to, not to route. <laughs> point being, point being, it's very important. It's very important. <laughs> Don't encourage me. Um, yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> um, it's very important to take time for yourself and to not, you know, uh, turn your sh turn your family's life into a entertainment television show so you can sell shapewear and cosmetics to people. Um. You have to you have to center yourself, and I guess like they, to see those kind of routines. And there's a I was about to say there's a character. I mean, he he does seem like a character, but he's also a real person. Uh, the older guy who does a couple songs in the pub. Yeah, um, Ted. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a there's a narrative strand that I want to get to in a bit. Uh, so I don't want to totally talk about uh, what I really liked about that moment, but um. The routine, I mean, the the ability to, like, come 5 o'clock or whatever whatever time they all start rolling into the pub um, and, and to sit down and, and to be together in song. I don't know. I mean, it's – it's. I, I think a lot of people's mental health is, is, is improved sometimes when there's, you know, regular order and the wheels are spinning in, in, in the right way and you have your routine. You have that time to spend with each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, human interaction, social, social interaction, friendships, those are all things that have been proven to help with mental health. And, and um, you know, this, this was the concept we were exploring before everybody was exploring it. But I, um, I do wonder how we can, you know, I think about like, what, where are the spaces for this in my society? Like where, you know, I live in the middle of LA and I'm trying to think about, okay, where, where do I find these spaces so that I can learn from this and benefit from what this film has taught me? And, and I don't know the answer to that. Uh, quite honestly, I don't, I'm still searching. And um, I had no idea that you were in LA. I am. You're not the most surprised 
our very first show, I learned this uh, recently. Our very first show, one of our guests was actually recording from not not just my same building, my literally my same floor. Friends, <laughs> yeah, uh, long time listeners. Yeah, J- Jinx had some audio trouble, and Jinx could have literally recorded in my own apartment. That was ridiculous. Um, pretty. <laughs> so I saw I saw a Twitter mutual. I'm walking I'm walking down the hall, and she says like she's like Ian, and I'm like. And I'm like, wait, I know you from the internet. Like, what are you, what are you doing on my floor of my bed? Like, it's so weird. And it's, that's I that's wild. That's I, I live in Long Beach to avoid that stuff. I keep getting recognized on dating apps. I hate it. It's awful. <laughs> well, hearing you say you get to go outside every day and sit and read sounds very nice. So maybe I need to get out of the middle of the city. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Are you in downtown LA? I'm in like Los Feliz area. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Well, it's lovely. It's lovely. But I can see why you're really attracted to the West. I mean, that's very different from from what we're doing out here. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Um, I miss it. I want to go back. I'm hoping to take the film back uh, this summer because uh, we have not yet taken it to that community. So, so a lot of them haven't even. Uh, they have been... not seen it. No, we we have premiered um at doc nyc and have yet to sort of have our international premiere and continue on with all of that and getting it out to the world so we're we're in the midst of it you caught us in the midst yeah that's cool we've we had uh i think we 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 had at least we had the team for northern man the last doc nyc chase ashling and I'm forgetting what name I covered for him because he leaked to the Gossip Girl season two had been renewed and that was like six months before and I edited it out and I'm I can't remember what his name was. Um, but uh, well, you um, covered. That's I mean, that's you, I did, you did I, your due diligence. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's that part's kind of that that that's what did how did they how did they feel like? I always I always avoid like how did you how did this film get started because it's like a question that everybody would, I don't like asking questions that people would ask um but I mean it's interesting because I, I I assumed you were Irish I felt very cheated when I didn't get a thick Irish accent when you came I'm on. sorry um, I wish I had a thick Irish <laughs> accent honestly like <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's 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 my grandmother um was first generation American. So it goes pretty far back for me and my great grandparents immigrated and then met in Chicago and both came from the same county um, in the south of Ireland. Uh, but the, but it just has always been so strong and it's interesting hearing you mention set dancing earlier. I was thinking back on being a kid and going to um, these competitions that my cousin did doing set dancing and singing ballads in the middle of Texas, but they, all these Irish people coming together. And I think there was something of a bit of longing for me as this like younger kid seeing her do this. And I, I love to sing and seeing her perform so beautifully and like the dancing, which I never learned to do. And so I wonder about that and like, seeing all these people come together and be connected around this source of um, familial, you know, background and all of that. I think there's, there's something that I'm sure is, uh, I'm sure there's some psychoanalysis that can tell you that I was really, um, really, you know, feeling isolated and thinking that, you know, music has always brought me together with people and I have found um, 
people through singing in high school and you know all of that uh and and there's i remember reading this study about how um choirs when they sing together their heartbeats align and that always really struck me because there's like it's this sort of physical proof that there's something going on right like there there there's something more than what we're seeing and obviously it sounds good and um all of that but for me it's about the connection more than actually what you're creating were you familiar with a lot of the songs that were um played in the because i something i'm thinking about i think and also i mean for this is for listeners um you know i watched this film probably like a week after i saw belfast which that's northern ireland like uh if you had an irish person on and i could they're like they're not the same i mean yeah they're, they're of course they're not the same um but um you kind of i don't want to say touch on similar it's they kind of work in tandem because when we think about like immigration as a narrative, it's always about like it, it's really about immigration. It's not about immigration, and uh, you know, it's it's a lot about people leaving to go somewhere else, and then kind of how how distant they felt. We we don't see a ton. We see far fewer narratives about the places where that all the people had the leaving from, like mm-hmm. the people who got left behind. Not to say that everybody in Doolin got left behind, but I mean, it, it, you you talk about it later in the film. Um, I mean. It, the country's been through a lot like they're kind of they, somebody said i'm paraphrasing here but like somebody basically were like you know we like the depressing songs the most um yeah yeah like that. it's it's in our dna he says um right. yeah yeah i think <laughs> um oh, oh what was i gonna say um it's gone i'm sorry it's gone it's well, gone yeah yeah the the depressing songs i mean oh it's oh oh sorry so okay i think like the way that the actual sort of meat of the film came to be was just by speaking to people and hearing what themes came up for them and that's that's what this feeling of you know this country that people have left um is not something that we see and is not some a story I was familiar with hearing either and is is unique in that way because you know they like for example they all not all not everybody but this this concept of colonization being so deeply ingrained in the way that the country still exists and the like the fact that the language was colonized and the music was this thing that they could grasp onto sort of like I was mentioning before, but um, that just this idea that, that that still permeates in, in this decade so deeply and it's been so long and everybody just sort of brought that up of their own accord. I was not, you know, digging for it by any means. And um it it just is a really interesting effect that this feeling of being left behind has. And there was another mass exodus of young people that um, a few folks told us about in after the crash in 2008. And Kieran, who is one of the members of the fiddle case, the band who's in the film, um, comes back to Ireland after he has left um, 
to go to Australia and and he's one of these people returning right and then finding the music after he's sort of left and come back so um yeah yeah I was gonna ask how Kieran was doing he's I mean I kept, I told myself a couple times don't mention that he, he is cute I'll set up for listeners um <laughs> I told myself, I kept saying to myself, don't. Yeah, I'm getting a thumbs up right now from Lila. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, getting thrown under the bus. Um, yeah, it's true. Um, well, he's kind of like a wandering. He's so, I mean, yeah, that's. I know a couple of, I match on Tinder with a couple of those types. The wandering musician. What? Yeah, that's. Yeah, very wandering. And, you know, we, we, he's in the car. I'll, I'll give you a little behind the scenes. He's in the car for his interview and we drove down to Cork, which was like eight hours in the car of getting lost, driving there, coming back, just to go to a wake and shake his friend's hand because his friend's parent had passed away. And this was a friend from school, from college, who he hadn't seen in a long time, I think. And and he just drove down there to shake his hand. And there's like mind boggling to me that someone would do that and this sort of different approach i don't know where i'm going with this but um nice guy yeah wandering very wandering there's some heart he's not he's not one of the fuckboy musicians that la has a lot of those i'll tell you that (laughs) i uh, i'll I'll let you comment on that Uh, (laughs) I'm not kidding, actually. No, it's not. people don't get dragged. Yeah, this is this is this this inner. Yeah, this is this is going about as well as I thought it was. Um, <laughs> Wait, I want to hear about the the fuckboy musicians in L.A. No, no, no. When, when we have guests, we have guests. We talk about um, no. Uh, we have to uh, we have to go attack. No, there's one. There's one who knows people in my. He saw one of my. Very many, my followers all know that I spend a lot of time. I practice my stand-up in the hot tub, and I do it out loud. Just I, I don't give a fuck. Amazing. People walk by me. The maintenance guy yesterday walked by me, and what do I? I don't care. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own thing. That's definitely it. your your poster, right? Is you in the hot tub performing, like like a stand-up album cover or I poster. Should. You know, I should charge my camera and get one. No, it's there's no more light. I'll do that tomorrow. We'll get we'll do it. We'll do the new album. Uh, we'll do the hot tub picture. Get somebody to come take my picture. No, I'm just kidding. You're you're nearby. You can go do that. Now. Yeah, we'll design it. We'll design it. I no, I, I would watch. Um. So one of the things that I I have very set opinions about nostalgia. I have served as a listening sounding board for a lot of my old teammates wanting to reminisce about the good old days. Uh, multiple directors wanting to reminisce about their materials, good old days. Uh, we, we, it's a space. It nostalgia is a space that that has done really well for us. A lot of our legacy uh, episodes, like, and, and nostalgia. I mean, some of the documentary. I'm thinking of, and for this, I mean, you, if you're listening to one of our documentary episodes like this, um, Jasper Mall, the last blockbuster, probably the two that come to mind. Uh, fabulous films that tackle nostalgia in their own way. Um, but I'm always, I'm always, I, I get all these people all the time wanting to reminisce. The comic book space is also uh, filled with this, is like the idea of like the good old days. And it's like, good old days for who? Like, 
and and I I love I love I love that I love that like we haven't talked about the radio station yet in the film, but I love how people are able to understand that yeah, there are things you can remember about the past, but like it 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 wasn't it wasn't really it it was not better. I, anybody who tries to say that it's better, I mean, COVID has kind of thrown a little wrench in this in some way. Like I used to say, like you know, today is the best day to be transgender it ever was. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe twenty nineteen was. Um. I, you know, Trump was pre- no. I mean, that's still. I, I just, I just proved myself wrong. Um, it's, 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 it's important though. It's important when you're dealing with something like, 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 like songs, like a whole country's, like, in Ireland. I mean, and it's, it's really, it's, it's the most beautiful part about your film is the way you, you celebrate all of that. It really is a good celebration of, of, of the songs, but mm-hmm. like that's such a big part of a country's heritage, but. It's 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 gotta it's gotta be it's gotta be alive. It can't be something that's like it, it can't it, it it can't nostalgia. I'm gonna get a little hi- hyperbolic here. It, it, nostalgia is just like a rotting corpse that people want to like snuggle up to. It's like that thing like sucks. Like stop. Yeah, I it's it is totally alive. I love you saying it that way. And and this idea, you know, we're we sat with a lot of people who would say you know, this is how it was in the old days and in a very nostalgic sort of that those are the good old days viewpoint. But, but realistically, that's not the one opinion that anybody has. And so it would have been very easy to just lean into that. But I think for us expressing the whole of what's going on and, and, Owen says you can live in the past, but it's absolutely boring and completely useless. And to me, that line, I don't know if I agree with it, but I do think that it's so important to include. And I do, like, I think that it's important to visit the past and understand it and be allowed to live in nostalgia, but to also grow with that and, and, you know, understand that life is just moving forward and we are just going continually in one direction and some things happen in a two steps forward one step back or seven steps back sort of situation but it doesn't like it, it it's no there's no sense in just living in the past there what a what a waste of a life in my opinion and um and so to be able to capture all of that and and like you know to live in the past to this extent of understanding what happened and what's beautiful and uh what we can appreciate about that as well as where we're going and that's why the film includes these old songs these ancestral sort of things that have been passed down for generations as well as new songs that are important to the musicians who we're featuring um you know there there are so there's a song about activism because that's what's important to that musician and that's what she chose to play for us and um and she is an activist in and so representing that even though that song doesn't exactly fit in this sort of like sense of what we're doing with this old classic music fits perfectly with this because nostalgia like you're saying is alive and and continues to grow I don't and um so getting to that point and getting to the point of 
the band recording music and and it being this ever growing ever creating you know watching them uh arrange the song in the film is really important to me because it's it isn't stagnant ever i'm reminded i easter egg for listeners um i'm reminded of uh one of the last lines in the watchman comic uh dr manhattan's about to leave he says nothing ever ends adrian um, and actually, I mean, well, no, we're not going to get into German theory. Um, I was going to bring up the culture of uh, Theodore Adorno. Um, I, um, there are, when you, when you go to grad school for English literature and you have to read all the Marxist stuff, um, well, actually a lot of it's good. I mean, you learn it, it, things get cycled and I mean, we're living that right now with all this reboot stuff and all of that, but I mean, it, yeah, it, whenever people want to get like overly nostalgic, I mean, it's like, you know, like. Is this really all you like? You can have the people a full, vibrant room full of musicians. And what are you gonna do? Be sad that like twenty years ago you had a different room? Full, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, th- things grow. That's 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 what happens. And sometimes leaves fall off, and sometimes it dies. But but I just I've never been one to s- regret or sit in the past it's it it just has always felt like a waste of time honestly um i couldn't agree more um i could i could just i i, I could well, I mean, we could have just railed on nostalgia the whole hour that would have been really fun um but <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to cover another topic i, I i've been thinking about this a lot because i mean you it, it was it was i think it was smart to include it in the film you do talk about like just the fact that like there is a downside to um, centering a culture uh, so heavily around alcohol consumption mm-hmm. and all of that. And I say that as somebody I have, uh, I've only had one, I've had one drink in about 20 days. And it honestly, it was a beer and it shouldn't count because I was eating at a vegan restaurant with a friend and it was a hedge in case I didn't like my food. That would be a little <laughs> tip there. Um, so I wouldn't even Gotta have cover up that up. food. <laughs> I ended up liking my food, but like it was, I, I warned her. I was like, you know, I'll eat, I'll eat at your vegan place, but I, I must have a beer. Like she didn't have, I have never drink otherwise when uh, somebody else wasn't drinking. But I'm like, get me an IPA, please, in case I hate this, bring me another. Um, <laughs> um, but like, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm somebody. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a tremendous pothead. So I, I don't really al- alcohol culture for me is less. Um, less important than it used to be and um i'm always it's a big problem i think not just i mean you know i mean young people too i mean we're, we're not a drink we're not the we're not the drinkers our parents were um and yet like gathering around in a room with people doing fun things whether it's playing music or uh playing nintendo 64 or all sorts of things it, it, there's there's such a communal it's a vibrancy and you it, it, it's so hard because I mean, like in a, you know, you're talking like a, a, a village of Doolin, like all these people who, who like, that's, that's the thing that ties everybody together. You know, what do you, do, what do you do when like a lot of people, like, it's easy. One, one uh, woman in the documentary is talking about how she like on a Saturday could have like 16, 17 pints. I mean, that sounds like a raging alcoholic, but if you're drinking all day, like at a thing like that, I mean, that's, 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 it's not, I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. Like yeah. that's, that's it's it's common it's easy to fall into that kind of stuff and it's just interesting yeah yeah i mean i I, something that it makes me think about in the way that um katie spoke about it 
is sort of what are you trying to mute out and what are you trying to not access and um and that is what i think also leads to the mental health issues that um are prevalent in our society and in their community um it's it's tough to live in isolation as we all know now uh but they all are struggling with that in their own ways and um alcohol at least from what katie says and in my experience in large quantities only makes that worse and only makes you more depressed the next day um and and that's something that really struck me and stuck with me and so it's it's also the idea that as a culture that's acceptable um just makes it harder to sort of get out of it and and escape that um yeah and it's hard because i mean like you imagine like i mean dueling there's not a ton of villages like near i mean it, it, it's pretty isolated right yeah so i mean like that's that's the thing that I, I just I I think I think in my you know years out here um you know when I was single at first and uh, I I'm I'm three months off off a of four year uh the breakup of a four year relationship Whoa. so um well we've had another we've had a couple few relationships it's, it's, well I said earlier it's a huge mess uh, it's a funny mess though it's, if you're a comedian like having especially in the LGBTQ space like that many it's it's actually it's a gold mine for i could write like six albums off of that it's horrible i mean as long as you can survive hopefully it. that's therapeutic and not um, just uh, uh worsening we'll, we'll see we'll see down the road okay time time yeah yeah um back to the back back, back to the film but um yeah it's 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 weird because i mean it's kind of like you know you, you, you the drinking is making you upset but then if you remove yourself from the situation the lack of community makes you upset and like uh and it's hard it's it's hard too cuz i mean like i know people who don't drink who go still like go to um i've learned how to make complex mocktails for uh people to try and recreate flavor trying to make a manhattan that doesn't have any alcohol very difficult that sounds um, difficult yeah, that I had to enlist like three Trader Joe's people to help me work on the flavor a little bit. Um, they were loving that though. Um, they're very that, good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard even if like even when you have it's hard even when you want to like put all this effort toward toward doing something like that, like, like continuing to engage. I mean, it just it's it's there's all this societal pressure. I think all the time about um the Foucault's panopticon and all of that just like this 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 idea that we feel like we feel like this sense of inadequacy that i don't know i I think social media has exacerbated all of that for our generation it's been very uh challenging i love Foucault's panopticon i'm glad you brought that up um would you watch you should watch big brother canada with no that's really that's that's been my joke with my i keep telling them i'm not gonna that sounds uh, scary We, we we we've been we've been we've been I, our, I invoked Foucault and Tolstoy in my Big Brother Canada. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I I do think it's important to say though that what what Katie shares in the film is that she's able to come back to it sober, 
mm-hmm. and she's able well spoilers too late but spoilers um but <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a spoilers kind of film but if there ever was one this would be it um but she's able to come back to the pubs and playing um sober and find her space again and it is a challenge much like life it is a challenge but she is able to do that and um and her life you know at that point seems to be much all the better for it and she's no longer sort of sitting around waiting for the weekend to come around again as she says um so you know there are other people in that community who tend to play with other sober people and find you know and and not exclusively necessarily but just just you know find ways to continue and not feel the pressure to drink and it it is possible and people do it in that community successfully which i just think is important to understand because it's it's more that it it i think is this it's the it's the easy option to go and sit and play and numb yourself with the pints on pints on pints and and um to an extent like that can be fun and you know healthy and once you pass it's it's different for everybody but it's just like i think just talking about it is what um the people there were big proponents of, and I am of course as well is, is, you know, talking about healthy habits and trying to be there for each other and talking about the fact that people have depression and that it can be tough and that, you know, somebody who's sober may need support and may need you to not, you know, offer to buy them a drink or whatever it is, or get them a tea, like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, well, that kind of like plays into another question or, or subject that I mean, we have this more openness, and I mean, this show we talk about mental health constantly. Um, but I mean, and I, I know from my own experience that I've dragged some older followers, not literally, but just like got wore them down with. I mean, I am one of the most chronic overshare of my uh, chronicles on. I mean, it's just all joke material. It's like endless jokes um but um you need to be open about that kind of stuff i mean and i i guess like it was it was reassuring all of that a lot of the subjects of yours uh are older uh you know they're able to kind of talk about that and and get through it because i i feel like there was all this societal pressure for a while to you know grim and bear it and you know uh, you know toughen up and no i mean there's there's nothing wrong with with uh being like having that kind of openness and stuff and uh, not even not even to say there's nothing wrong with it i mean it's good you've got a you this pent up stuff i mean i spent two decades in the closet it was a terrible idea like imagine a world where people didn't have to do that i'm looking at you ron DeSantis, and uh <laughs> oh you're a former governor we got greg abbott boy what a, what a, what a wonderful guy there i just <laughs> Sorry, that was a huge mistake there. We can we can go back. We, we, we oh go no, I I'm happy to be mad at Greg Abbott all day <laughs> long. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, but mental, I mean, it's good. It's important to. I guess, like, when you think about a village like Doolin, it's kind of like off on its own. You know, the people have to like. I'm I, 
I, I basically did a half hour video this morning telling my followers that they need to stop engaging with people who there was a photo of me circulating around that a bunch of troll groups um one of my acting headshot from like 2010 and i'm like i'm like look like and they're sending it around and they're like you know this like this person is biologically male it's like boy that that was a real tough that was a real tough conclusion for you to reach that ian thomas malone is transgender the transgender woman like like fuck <laughs> off um it was just so stupid but i had to say to them like stop wasting your time on this let it go like leave him alone who cares um i also yeah. I, like it, frankly i like the headshot so it doesn't really matter but um uh i mean it's like uh, people need to like a community needs to like look out for each other and i guess like it'd be so hard like for all of the hey, you can't like go door to door checking in but like you gotta there is kind of like a you know we're in this together kind of thing that, that naturally comes from a remote place like that right right yeah, and, and having the option to have somewhere to go. It's interesting, I think, about the fact that um, we we used to, as a general society, have church as this place to come together in this sort of theatrical way. And, and I don't know that we've really replaced that social interaction. Um, and I... And, I wonder what it is. And maybe it's just me being in my isolated, uh, you know, space in the middle of LA and everybody's figured it out. But, but I, I, I think that it's, we have to sort of pick and choose this, this space outside of family and work that we still need. We still need that third community, I believe, because it, you know, to be sort of outside of that and, um, w- I'm a big proponent of that being in person. Uh, I think it is why the music draws me so much because it's proof. It's proof that you need to be in person, right. To like create something like this. And, and I, um, I'm big off of going off of feeling and not being able to put words to it. Hence the film. But uh, it, it just, I don't know. There's something about the, the like seeing somebody sitting next to you and um, being able to, remember that we're not all robot people on you know the computer all day long uh which perhaps is a me problem i'm not sure (laughs) i mean i see it a lot uh we yeah um within i was about to say the gays um i mean that's people like what are you talking about that um that's what gay people get to say um i don't know we're really in touch with um God, I mean, when you start dating polyamorous people, I mean, the amount of personal questions you get, like, right off the bat, it's just like, okay, this is like an Excel spreadsheet of this kind of stuff. And, like, it's new, but, I mean, it seems for them to, like, really work. Um, and it's, 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 it's interesting. And, like, it was a world that – it's a world that I'm still very new to. Um, but, like, I was kind of like, okay, I mean, this is – you guys got, like, setups here that, like, uh, very, very interesting, like, uh, not – Unlike probably a lot of healthier than a lot of the other dating alternatives out there. Yeah, if you um, figure out how to communicate directly, which a lot of people who are in the like poly world are figuring out to make that successful. Like it's it's all about communicating and figuring yeah. out how to sort of connect with people in a way that they can understand what you are saying. Um, that's really hard. That's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, I've always been somebody who who thought it was was 
I mean, it, it it's always been kind of easy for me, which is weird, but I, like, recognize it. And I don't know. I try to use it to... I mean, there was a reason I, I, I resonated with your film. I mean, it's very hard to get me to watch anything, like, these days because I, I always like, just say I'm retired. Um, I don't like getting pitches. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> no, you... Um, well, on that note, actually, um, a question I didn't tell you was coming, but can you sing Molly Malone right now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, my mom used to sing me Molly Malone before I went to sleep as a kid. It, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, I think a lot about, like, because we, there's the song by the Pixies, Where's My Mind, you know, out yeah, there in the yeah. water, see it swimming. Um, I mean, I live right on the water, so, I mean, always, that song's always in my head. Um, Where's uh, My Mind? Yeah. yeah, that's, uh, I saw them at the Rose Bowl before COVID a couple years ago, that was fun. Um, God, that was right, I was off hormones, that was like, it's five days before i had bottom surgery i saw the pigs wow that's amazing. you know that's great you know people come on uh to, to promote their film and they just have to listen to me talk about my vagina and that's great um, that's that's great <laughs> um yeah it's i guess as we as we start to wrap up um i don't know i mean i think your film you made it before covid but you kind of like made a movie for the covid era in, in some ways yeah is, uh it's sort of the perfect time, I think, for this to come out. And it's, it's, I think I was attempting to get at this earlier, which is that this isolation is prevalent regardless of COVID. And if, to me, it's a question of how are we going to figure out how to sort of combat that um, and, you know, whether it like what am i what am i going to do in my life to sort of combat the isolation that being sort of digitally connected to most people makes me feel and um i don't know and and it's it's so interesting to be in this worldwide phenomena where everyone now is thinking about that um and everyone is thinking about being isolated it's it's a very odd thing um well, I think it's given a lot of people a chance to kind of reevaluate re where they were at in their life um, and the relationships specifically and whether those relationships are nourishing them yeah. or, um, you know, serving a good purpose in their life. I mean, I mean, I guess like, you know, a lot of people are like nervous because of the past like two years, like all the uh, like different. I mean, I, I've found, frankly, like making friends in like the past 10 weeks is like the e easiest it's ever been because just like people are just willing to, uh, you know, respond. I, you know, it, I, I say this all the time to people like, you know, going out there and meeting new people. It's it's not it's not a case where you get what you give because most of the time you you don't you get less than what you give but that's not an ex that's not a reason not to actually go out and do the work and all of that so to see right. a bunch of me I, I i've always i've always been somebody who can go to like circles like very uh and like make make new friends and like go to groups and stuff um i, I don't know i guess like there's such a beauty in in going out and seeing uh, you know, being together in, in, in that, those kinds of situations that I, I think, I don't know, I think the pubs would be more crowded than ever, like, when this thing's finally fucking over. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. I I hope so. I hope that, that we can find spaces where we can, ha like, 
I don't know what it is about the music that really gets to me, but I think there's something about like creating and, and the, the thing of space and time and having to sit with that um, as well as having community uh, in, in sort of the space of living with community um, is fascinating to me. It's an important, I mean, it's an important anchor and you see it, you see it in, in Dolan. And I mean, it's it's something that like a podcast can't really uh, illustrate because we don't have them. I mean, what would have been great is if you had brought a band with you to play in the background while you're not. <laughs> Cut it in. Uh, yeah, kidding. that. Yeah, we'll just. We actually. Playing podcast. We actually had a guy play music. He had done the score for Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. uh, a guy named Anthony Willis. Um, Those violins. Yeah, well, he had his piano and he was playing it. The problem was the movie hadn't come out yet, and it had just played at Sundance. This would have been 2020 uh, before COVID, and he, he was playing music, and then his like publicist called, and she's like, don't post this until I get cleared from the studio that you that he was playing his, like the score that nobody's heard on your show. And I'm kind of like, well, I got the audio already, man. I'm not like, you need approval. I don't really need approval. No, <laughs> it got approved. Um, nice guy. I really liked him. But uh, yeah, it's, we have had, point being, we had, we've had precedent for people suddenly bringing music on. So you, you should sing the lame. I'm just kidding. No, you don't have to sing. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm singing to a child, my childhood self. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, frankly, like that's, first of all, that's what we do here. But, but secondly, that's what everybody should do everywhere. Um, yeah. I think that's a good thing. I, and that's my that's that's my demo that's that's my that's my niche uh connecting people with their inner wait the last of demo pictures promising convention me oh, those are pretty filthy um yeah it's it's it, you know lila lila's been an incredibly good sport i haven't had a guest i didn't know on in months and uh yeah i mean the podcast we've we it's weird because it, when you when you do like 150 i think this is like episode like 161 maybe um, you know, people just go listen to the old ones. You don't have to do as many new ones, which is kind of nice, but it's fun to like get back and do it and talk. And this is, I mean, I, I said it, I said it a few minutes ago. I mean, this is a really good movie for where we're at as a world, as a population, certainly in America. And I, one would hope also Ireland. Um, I can't speak for the Irish people though. So I'm only, I'm only, I'm only Irish a couple generations removed. It's, I mean, it's just, a, it's important. I mean, I, your film did help me um, sort of want to reconnect more with uh, my Irish. And that's, I mean, that's important. I mean, it's basically what you, that is the job of songs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. To help people feel something and um, to, to feel connected through the songs. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and for making me sit still with our thoughts for an hour um I really yeah you appreciate were good you were, you were good for this has been one of one of the more interesting interviews um normally i'm like I normally have like pages and i wait a second i can just look at notes cool. i do i'm throwing i barely even use it throwing that well, i don't know why i needed to throw that while recording okay you know what let's let's get off the air um <laughs> everybody everybody awesome thank you so much i i told you all you everyone was warned if you spent this hour listening to that you were warned you everyone was warned um every single well lila lila was only warned a couple minutes but she was stuck she, she had no choice um you could have faked you could have faked an accident um but we are we're good lila the, the warning made me want to stay 
yeah, the film the film isn't out yet. We will link if you're listening in the future. Um, hopefully, I'm doing better. <laughs> we'll link. We'll put a link in. I'll put an editor's note. I'll put an update. We'll put a link when it's available, widely released, and that's very exciting. I played a doc NYC in uh 2021 i mm-hmm. think what's that like november you november guys were doing yeah um how did i remember i barely can look up um that's impressive yeah fun uh fun fun it's time time flies um and time is fly, flown here uh it's 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 good i really liked it i i don't it's it's it hit me it it said all the things i wanted to say about nostalgia and stuff i come into this stuff with i mean i watch a lot of docs i come i came into this with with my own very strong opinions and uh yeah i mean it's not like i had to agree 100 percent, but you 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 engage sincerely in this kind of stuff in a in a way that's uh you don't see all the time in documentaries so that's i mean yeah thank you that means a lot I haven't I haven't said it. My review is also you probably checked it out in the episode description. It's there. You're definitely not taking tips on what to re- read while listening to the episode at the end of it, but uh we did that. All right, we're done. Um thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Lila for coming on and we will see you next time. <laughs>